0: Well, welcome along to another edition of Super 7, a show where we ask a current or former rider to tell us about his dream team, his ultimate lineup, his Super 7. My name is John McGilvery.
1: And I'm Liam Rudden. And yeah, as always, we're looking for that dream team, a team of favourite riders, whether it's somebody that the rider in question watched as a child, whether it's somebody they took to the track with or whether it's a legend of the sport. We want to know who they would put together in their dream team. And uh, we have a legend of the sport, I suppose, with us today as well to tell us his dream team. And um, We're going to head to the other side of the pond. And as always, I'll let John do the honours.
0: Yeah, we are going stateside to speak to a man who will no doubt have some stories to tell. We are absolutely delighted to be joined by Billy Janeiro. Billy, thank you. joining us on super seven
2: no problem thanks guys
0: how is uh, life for you over in america just now obviously tough times here in the uk and in america um how are you all coping over there
2: oh pretty good uh this COVID has everybody struggling a little bit some way or another so just trying to get up every day and go to work and do what i gotta do
0: and one of the things I wanted to ask you, Billy, just to jump in is we've spoken to guys on here who have talked about riders from the 80s, the 90s, who have came over to the UK um, to ply their trade. How, how, What is it like for a rider to come from the UK, from the USA to the UK? What are the big changes that you, you have to make?
2: Um, I'd say driving on the, the wrong side <laughs> of the road was number one for me. My... My first day, uh, I got dropped off and handed the keys to a van, so I went and got some lunch. And When I came back, I got in the car and got into a head-on collision the very first day I was there. Just a very slow one, but uh, that was my first day there.
0: Did that set the tone for your stay in the UK?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, after that, I was good. I just had to learn how to pay attention a little bit better, but... uh, yeah, no, crazy first day of, of uh, driving in the UK.
0: So we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you about your, your Super 7, Billy. Um, now, we asked for, we always ask the, the, the guys, how have you came about your Super 7? What's uh, What's been the thinking behind your Super 7? Um, and yours is a cracker.
2: <laughs> well, I, I rode with a couple of guys in line, and uh, they're just great guys to be around, especially when you go to the bar afterwards and hang out. So uh, that's where I got my inspiration of people I wanted to hang out with afterwards. So is, is this the party team, Billy? I guess you could say that. We, we have had a little bit of fun with every single one of them, mostly. Shall we
1: just go straight into the party team then? And at number one, uh, you have a rider who was a two times world under 21 champion. Um, he retired in 2013. Who have you got at number one?
2: Oh, uh, Joe Screen! I've got to have Joe Screen. He's a, a funny guy to, to be a, a, a part of a team with.
1: And what does he bring your team, uh, Billy? What does what does Joe specifically bring that's
2: different to anybody else? Oh, just laughter, is you know, that and and uh, hanging out afterwards, you know drinking a beer in the bar. He's, funny and he's a good, funny guy.
0: He was, a, he was a guy who spent the latter part of his career up here in, in Scotland and uh, was very highly regarded up here. Was he someone when you came over that you'd, you knew about um, before you came to the UK or was he someone that you kind of came across when you got to the UK?
2: i just come across when I came to the UK. Uh, I actually raced with him in Sweden one year and uh just got to know and hang out with them and stories we have to tell that we can't
0: so uh. (laughs) I was about to ask if you could tell us one but uh, evidently not (laughs) how how have you settled back in in the USA then uh, Billy and you obviously you've got your kid there as well how's life for you there just now
2: oh good got a amazing wife and two awesome kids man so just uh just growing up and hanging out with them is, is amazing. Hello. He just wants to be a part of it. Say hi. Hi. Hi there.
1: What's
0: your what's your name? His name's Ricky.
1: Oh, he's is
2: <laughs> who knows what he's saying. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry about
0: that. That's all right. So Joe Screen, he, he leads your team there. Um, on to your, your, your second rider. We'll, we'll go from the UK to Australia. Um, who have you got as your second member of your Super 7?
2: Uh, Jono. Got to have Jono on the team.
0: Steve another, Johnson.
2: Another guy who will pick you up and, and uh, make you feel like you can do better.
0: You were, part, you were obviously part of the, the 2007 elite league winning team with, with Steve. Um, I had the fortune of being there that night um, that you won the, the, the league. How big a part was he in, in that team?
2: It was a big part. Uh, that was actually one of the best teams I've ever been on because, uh, you know, if one guy had a bad meeting, the next guy would just be there to pick it up and so on and so forth. And, uh, Jana was just a funny guy, made you laugh all the time. He um, was just good to be around, good guy. Billy, how important was it to have, have people
1: like that in the team to create a team spirit? I mean, we've talked in the past about how we look back on Speedway back in the 70s and the 80s, and how it was, there were a lot of characters that, as you say, people went to the bar after the match. We look at it today and it's very much athletes on bikes and um, it has evolved. It has changed. How big a part was not the social life, but the, the interaction, the friendships between the riders and teams that were
2: successful. Well, when I was at Coventry, um, I used to go to the bar after every meeting and hang out with all the fans and, uh, you know, they'd buy me beers, and we'd sit there and talk till they kicked us out, and uh, that was the best part about it. You know, hanging out with everybody afterwards and uh, getting to know everybody. So, uh, I think that's why a lot of people like me over there because, uh, you know, I, I went out. We we used to have a big rival with Wolverhampton and and uh, Bellevue Manchester, and I'd go out and stand with their fans just. And root on their their team, you know, against my team when I got injured. And just fun stuff like that, man. Getting to know
0: people. We often talk on here about how it's a family, a Speedway family. Billy, did you feel that you were part of that family very quickly when you got to the UK?
2: Yeah, um, especially when Sandu took over. He was the best boss ever, you know. Uh, that guy, he wanted to... To uh, have the best team out there, and and he didn't care what it took in the end, you know. So uh, that guy was was a pretty good guy. You know, he took care of all those riders and uh, made us feel special. What was the
1: atmosphere like in the pits that year when you won? Was it different to other years? Did you did you feel something in the air that it was special?
2: I don't know what it was, but we just every track we went to, we. We uh, every away match we went to, we I think we beat like I think it was twenty-one away matches in a row, or something like that, or twenty-one matches in a row without losing, and and uh, that set us up for the end of the year, and we had a great end of the year. We, we won uh, all three trophies, and uh, it was a good year for us.
1: Well, Billy, um, we're going to go to your number three now, and uh, we're going to head to the states again for this number three rider a rider who's familiar to john and i um who have you got a number three and why have you got him in your team
2: ryan fisher because uh you know we we grew up racing each other as young kids you know i remember racing him when i was 12 13 years old so uh we've just been always been really good friends and uh you know we can't we can not talk to each other for a couple of years and then get on the phone and it was like it was yesterday the last time we talked so yeah definitely Ryan Fisher good guy. And what does
1: he bring to the team I mean Ryan had a I know he had a bit of a reputation for being a hard rider um, and he was an exciting rider to watch and um, you know did you enjoy racing with him?
2: Yeah you know we did a lot of stuff we, we lived together for many years in, in the UK um, so it's not just the writing part, you know, it's, it was the hanging out with them, and, and some of the stuff we got into was just unreal. So, yeah, that's why well, I
0: picked Ryan. He could, um, I remember being in Reading or Coventry, sorry, Coventry, 2008 with myself, Derek Sneddon, Andrew Tully, Thomas Yonison, uh, and Ryan Fisher, all part of the 2008 team. And it got unbelievably out of hand. And Ryan Fisher was the best behaved there. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm,
0: t- I'm telling you, he was because he he was a he was a man with a few stories as well. Uh, he he liked to meet in the bar afterwards, I'm sure.
2: Oh yeah, some of the stories you know, and ninety percent of them uh, include the yeah, the beer, definitely that.
0: Ryan was always when, when when he was up here with Edinburgh, he was always. <laughs> I don't want to say it, a wind-up merchant, but he kind of was. He liked, to, especially at Glasgow, he liked to wind the fans up and create a kind of the pantomime villain, um, if you like. Has that always been Ryan's style or has he always just been a bit of a showman? No,
2: nah, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, when Ryan would would have a bad race or lose a race, he would come in and and throw his toolbox yeah. or or his helmet or everything he could that was in his way so I mean I've seen the guy get mad and he started he, he said uh, man this has cost me a lot of money you know being act like a fool so he started punching himself in the, in the face <laughs> <laughs> so, you know he's got black eyes and walking around <laughs> with black eyes because he punched himself oh man the stories we have are unreal
0: yeah, he was a character. I, I, I know nothing about speedway mechanic, and it ended up having to help him one night at um, Somerset. And yeah, he was he was extremely hard on himself, but he just wanted to be a winner.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's that's what you get with Ryan. He he doesn't he doesn't give up for four laps.
0: So we head to number four, and we've got a big name this time. Definitely, he's a six-time world champion. Uh, who's at number four, Billy?
2: Well, he would have been at number one or number five. I just didn't put him in any particular order when I was laying in bed last night writing it down. But uh, Tony Rickardson, the best, you know, well, the second best there ever was behind Greg Hancock.
0: And did you have the, the fortune to race with uh, Tony at all?
2: Was that? Did
0: you have the fortune of racing with Tony?
2: Yeah, racing Uh, with him, not again, or not on the same team, but uh, you know, many times racing against him. And and where was that? Just you know, at pool, Coventry, wherever we were. Um, I joined his Swedish club the year after he retired, so you know,
1: Billy, what makes somebody like Tony different? What makes him so special that he's number two? Uh, You know, in your choice of riders, what is it about what he does? What is it about the way he does it differently to everybody else that makes him so good?
2: Uh, Just growing up, you know, racing, he was the best there was, you know, whether it was league meetings or or the world championships. So uh, I don't know. I just felt Tony had to be in the team.
1: And is that because Tony's got a different mindset to other riders to get him to that? please
2: yeah you know i once rode on a flight with him from birmingham to sweden and uh, he was actually on the the picture frame on the uh, on the magazine that they give you on the plane <laughs> so uh, pretty awesome guy you know he, he has to put up with a lot being so famous in sweden and uh so on but uh yeah I've always looked up to the guy. Was there a bit of an aura
0: around him when you um, when you got to the meetings and you saw him there? You know, was there a thing with my, my that's Tony Rickardson there?
2: <laughs> Especially when you're sitting next to him on an airplane and everybody <laughs> has a picture in front of him, and, um, <laughs> face of him. How
1: did he react to that? How did he react when he saw that he was on the magazine and I take it people were sort of looking at the magazine and then looking at him and checking the magazine
2: again. Uh, yeah, no, that was funny. Um, he actually taught me something. We were on a plane one time and, and he pushed the whole seat down to where he could lay his feet up and just sit back and relax. I didn't know they could do that. So it was funny. <laughs> Cold okay, <awesome> that's me. <laughs> That's
1: Tony at number four. We've got a, we've got a character that we know well at number five. He's a four times South Australian champion. He's one of the great showmen of the sport, um, and we've had the pleasure of interviewing him ourselves. Who have you got at number
2: five? Shane Parker, funny guy. It's great, great guy to be around. Um, I don't think I've ever raced with him on a team, but uh, he was just funny to be around, you know? One of the guys.
1: He's a bit of a party animal as well, because he was telling us stories about having to, to drag Darcy Ward away from the bars when they had a meeting the next morning. I mean, uh, did you ever go partying with him?
2: Uh, not too often, but, uh, you know, I've seen him at a couple of Speedway events and uh, we drank our fair share of uh, alcohol together.
0: Is, uh, as Liam said, he was he was quite a showman. Do you think that's something that's missing from the current riders that are there? You know, there's is there people who you want to pay the money to go through the gate, people that meet you come back for more and more.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, we were racing at, at Peterborough. He was a part of Peterborough, and I was racing for Coventry at the time, and he comes up to me and goes, hey, let's start a fight. So... <laughs> So no, this is a good one. So uh, so Ryan Sullivan actually took out Lee Richardson in this in this race, and he so I'm on the track trying to help Lee out, and he comes up on me and taps me on the shoulder, and says, "Let's do this." So I grab him and I throw him on the ground, and and I start punching him. And next thing you know, my dad comes over and pushes me off him, and he's got his knee on Shane Parker's chest, and he he's got his arm up and he's about to hit him, and I'm like, "Dad, no, no." And uh, and then I had some sponsors in the uh, in the crowd, and, and they almost got into a fight with some other Peterborough uh, <laughs> fans, you know. And it just it turned into a shit show, to tell you the truth. Um, Billy Hamilton, mechanic Mick, he uh, broke the ambulance guy's finger. Everybody was fighting everybody, and it was all a joke. <laughs> and, and then somebody. And they sent us a newspaper from Peterborough the next day with a picture of my dad on top of Shane about to, with his hand in the air gonna punch him. They <laughs> so he...
0: certainly wasn't joking, was he? Let's like start a fight and he almost starts a, a stadium wide brawl.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was wild, man. It was I'm surprised neither of us got fined for that, but it was all a joke and uh it was kind of a setup, but we forgot to tell a bunch of people. And season, the mechanics are fighting each other, and it was a bit of a wild one.
0: He was uh, famously <laughs> told this the story on here about how uh, Edinburgh fans had called him a baby because he turned up and they, they didn't want to ride because the track was too wet, and the next time he turns up with a big uh, dummy and a nappy to go and do the parade, you know he's, that that was the kind of guy that Shane is.
2: Yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. Billy, do you miss those days? Of course, man. Uh, of course I miss them. They were some of the best times of my life, hanging out and, and driving 24 hours to go race. I mean, all sorts of, of crazy stuff went on that I miss.
0: What was your highlight of your time in the UK?
2: Oh, highlight. I would say just being over there, doing what I loved, racing. Having a good time. I could tell you about a whole bunch of low lifetimes. Uh...
0: <laughs> so we'll get back to your, your Super 7, uh, Billy. Um, you've got a, a rider at number 6. we but in the UK uh, for him. Who have you got at number 6?
2: A good buddy of mine, Dean Barker. we yeah. used to hang out a lot and and uh, have some fun together. and he introduced me to some people over there and another story you know, we we uh he took me to his buddy's house and so we get there and we're riding and dean had to leave so he left me there we're riding pit bikes and this guy had a little bit of property so he had a couple cars we'd drive around and and just get sideways in in these cars and and get all muddy and then then he goes hey let's go for lunch so so we go for lunch in his dad's brand new. Uh, I think it was a Bentley, just brand new car. You know, one hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. So it was pretty, pretty funny. And we're all dirty. We didn't change our clothes or nothing.
0: <laughs> How the other half live, Liam? <laughs>
2: indeed,
1: indeed. I mean, this when we look at some of the dream teams we've had, that they're they're packed. From top to bottom, with world champions, and it's just world champion after world champion after world champion. This team sounds like it'd be a lot more fun than a team full of world champions.
2: Yeah, I could have picked a team full of world champions, but I figured one one world champion and the rest of the party guys. That way, the the one guy can make us all look good, and uh, we can <laughs> still, still go to the bar and drink afterwards. Have a good time. <laughs> well, that brings that brings us to your number seven. Now, your number seven is an
1: eleven times. USA national champion, um, familiar face. Who have you got at number seven?
2: Well, I don't want them leaving me out, so I had to include myself. <laughs> to keep drinking with them. So. <laughs> is,
0: there, is there anyone in your in your team, Billy, um, that you've ridden with or that that you would you know you would say, look, pair me with this guy, pair me with. Uh, I want to go out every race with this guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be Tony Ricardson because he'd be winning all the races and (laughs) I'd have no chance. Um, I guess you could say Ryan Fisher. We rode together for many years together. So uh, me and Ryan always did good racing with each other and a lot of times uh, not so good.
1: (laughs) When you were riding
2: with Ryan,
1: because you'd known him so well, um, when you were riding with him, did you sort of have a, a shorthand on the track did you know where each other would be did you know you know for team riding purposes did you become you know a, a really strong double act
2: yeah well last time we raced against against each other was uh one of the last times it was uh in america at the monster invitational at uh at city of industry and um Actually, me and him, we were going for our last race, and all he had to do was get second or third, he would have been in the main or in the semi. And uh, we went for it, and he ended up falling down and crashing and getting excluded from the race. So uh, that's what—that's uh, one of the last times I remember racing him.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a good, interesting team there, Billy. Out of all those riders, who
2: would be your team captain, though? It would have to be uh, Tony Rickardson. You think he'd have a
0: job in his hands keeping the other six in check?
2: Yeah as long as he didn't ban us from uh, the bar afterwards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And is there a team name for this drinking
2: seven? I can't remember what the heck we were talking about but uh, (laughs) it wasn't Alcoholics Anonymous was it? (laughs)
0: A, a, a team manager as well, Billy, you know, a, someone who you've worked with um, who's been an, an inspiration to you and your fellow teammates as well as a, a, a manager you'd want to help Tony keep these guys in check. Uh,
2: Colin Pratt's been the only manager I've really had over there, so I'm going to go with uh, Colin Pratt. Good guy.
1: And if you, ha- if you had a heat 15 decider, we've got to the end of the race, it's so a heat 15 decider. Which two
2: riders do you want out representing your team? Uh, Tony and uh, Screeny, probably. That's what I go for.
0: Said that Tony was the the second best rider in the world behind uh, Greg Hancock, but Greg doesn't feature in your one to seven. Why is that?
2: I just uh, I was supposed to do this a couple of days ago, and I'm laying in bed last night, and I'm and I'm trying to think of who it would be my one to seven, and. And Greg just didn't come out on top of my mind. Uh, he would definitely be in, in my one to seven if I had a little bit of time. Well, I had plenty of time to think about it. I just didn't get a chance to, to write it down. And uh, But Greg would definitely be in there.
0: And was, was Greg an inspiration to you, through your career?
2: Yeah, my first year racing over here, Greg, Billy, um, Lee Richardson, Andreas Janssen. That was the first team I had was on, so uh, pretty four f- pretty fast guys, you know, for, for, your, for your first team. And then uh, to not win the league with those guys was amazing because they were pretty good.
1: Billy, I know we've made light of the party side of it and the drinks in the bar afterwards, but, you know, Speedway is a dangerous sport. You guys put your life on the line for us every time you go out there. How important is that winding down at the end of a meeting, actually, to your own your mental health? If you like, after you've done that, you know, is that all part of the is that all
2: part of the cycle? Yeah, for me, it was, and uh, I guess I'm one of the the last, you know, the hardcore guys to go out. I guess it's turned pretty professional since I left racing over there, and. Uh, I hear not very many racers going to the bars nowadays, so it's kind of sad to see because the fans don't get to see that side of it anymore. But uh, you know what, you gotta do what what you do, what makes it work for you. So I guess if these guys don't drink, maybe it's better for them. So you're, go- but you're glad that in your case you raced
1: in the era that you raced in.
2: Yeah, I just I guess we're the last of the the rebels, you know, as, as you'd say, people who had a good time while racing. we well, have so we'll run through
0: some, um, some quick fire questions, Billy. Um, 10 questions we ask everyone who's on here um, and we'll just get some, some answers from you. So number one, the last time you were on a Speedway bike?
2: I think it was in December, December 7th or 12th or something. Uh, Steve Evans does a uh, a promotion over here, and he races uh, at Paris, and then and then he's starting um, a racetrack in Bakersfield this weekend. Actually, coming up, so I'm going to go race this weekend, bro. First time in a in a while. This
1: this isn't one of the questions that we're going to ask in the in the ten quick fire. But do you still enjoy your racing, Billy? Do you still get the same buzz out of it?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm racing against all these kids nowadays, and uh, and for for the longest time there, it was me and Hamill just pretty much destroying everybody. And uh, now that these kids are getting better, man, I'm talking Brock Nickel, Luke Becker, Max Rumble, Dylan Rumble. You know, there's a there's a bunch of them, but now that they're getting better and making it harder on me, yeah, the racing's getting fun again. Now kids. again, this
0: kids. isn't this isn't part of the one the ten questions either, but. I'm sure I saw a picture of Ronnie Corey on a Speedway bike.
2: Yeah, so we went and did the U.S. Open in New York um, it was about six months ago, and uh, Ronnie shows up in New York, and and uh, he hadn't been on a Speedway bike for quite a while, so uh, it was actually pretty funny. I think he actually beat me in one of my races over there. Brilliant. Well, back to the
0: back okay. to the ten questions, Liam.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do you have a? Did you have a lucky or a favorite helmet color when you were racing in the UK?
2: No, no. I'm more of a. I'm more of an outside guy, so yellow would be my favorite. But you, you aren't always off of gate four when you had a yellow. So no lucky oh, helmet color.
0: Uh, that's my next question. Actually, is did you have a favorite gate number?
2: See, you added a bunch of to the ten, so I had to just make it. You know. So, so that way, it took one or two out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, tea or coffee? Water, beer? No, <laughs> I don't like coffee. I don't like coffee or beer or, or tea, neither.
0: So tea or coffee, beer? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, Billy, if you hadn't been a speedway rider, what would you have been?
2: Oh man. That's a good question. Um, I guess I'd be a father to 20 kids. (laughs) Funny story, me and Billy Billy Hamill went to uh, Italy with his buddy, Mike Lord, and uh, we're coming back through uh, customs, and they used to have to fill out a landing card. And uh, my buddy put that. He put, uh, for his job occupation, he wrote... (laughs) Like a cowboy slash shagger. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I,
1: after, after the answer to that question, I dread to ask the next question, but do you have a favourite pastime? <laughs> you can't ask shagger that,
0: mate.
2: <laughs> uh, just riding motorcycles, man. That's all I like to do. Riding motorcycles, work, and, uh, and be it, stay at home and hang out with my family.
0: And do you have a favorite film, favorite movie?
2: I like the Bourne Bourne films, Jason Bourne films. So any of those. Okay, Billy,
1: um, race
2: suit or race jacket? Do you have a do you have a preference? Yeah, race suit. You know, when I first came over there, um, Greg and Billy were always the trendsetters. So, so. Uh, my first year, the the whole team's outfit was motocross gear, and that was the worst ever. So once we got stopped using motocross gear, and and uh, with bibs, we got full on Kevlars with the bibs built into them, and and that was much better.
0: They definitely look the part, don't they?
2: Oh yeah, definitely looks better too. Especially. What's
0: the? the
2: in the race suit the bib is sewed in so so it isn't flopping everywhere.
0: And what's the worst thing about speedway?
2: I'll tell you it's the rain offs. I don't know how many times I've driven to pool and got <laughs> rain. <laughs> Just to so know
0: you didn't race at Edinburgh very much then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That would that would make me more because that. That was probably like five or six hours from my house. I've never driven to Scotland before. I've only flew there, so uh, I don't know how long it takes to get from, say, Coventry to Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, you're about six hours from Coventry, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that would have been twice as bad as pool to Coventry. (laughs) And
1: finally, the best thing about Speedway.
2: The best thing about Speedway. Uh, the racing man who doesn't love the racing uh, that was my favorite part about being over in england was the racing the food was not the greatest the weather sucked all the time but uh the racing was always good and how is the beer was the beer good over here uh, the best the best i've had <laughs> i don't even like going to the bars over here the beer doesn't taste that good so uh, i definitely miss I've definitely missed the pub food and, and the pubs. Yeah. Well, well if ever you
1: get back, if you, ever you get back over here, Billy, John, and I will take you for a pint.
2: Oh, and a curry. I love curries.
1: <laughs> and a curry.
0: Yeah. Brilliant, Billy. Listen, thank you very much for joining us on Super Seven. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you.
2: Uh, thanks, guys
0: yeah for listen stay me. safe over there um and i hope as a as uk we, we move out of this very quickly and we can all get back to a normal life all right brilliant, brilliant, Jeez, brilliant. Really. We'll, be, we'll be back soon with another episode of super seven we will be asking a current or former rider to give us his dream team his super seven from myself and liam thank you very much